0: Back. (coughs) excuse me Um, welcome back to spiritual awareness with Pastor Davenport if you're new to our broadcast we are in Arizona 501c3 a non-profit prayer ministry a spirit-filled Bible believing beacon of light a non-denominational ministry serving the Lord Jesus Christ from both gospel faith church in Ashworth, Arizona as well as from the worldwide broadcast studio right here in Fort Mojave Arizona we are now broadcasting over 23 different countries and provinces around the world so wherever you are listening to the sound of my voice I welcome you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ I'd like to we we ended our our eight-part series on relationships on Sunday and I thought I would just bring you a regular sermon today And i think i'm going to call it the god that always is you know god replied i am the one who always is just tell them i am that which i am has sent me to you and also god also said tell them the lord the god of your ancestors the god of abraham the god of isaac the god of jacob has sent me to you this will be my name forever it has always been my name and it will be used throughout all generations. That's in Exodus chapter three, 14 through 15. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. You are the God of all generations. You are the God that always is. You are the great I am. And we come before you with humble, unbended knee, speaking truth and righteousness before you, Lord God. We ask that you would just be with us for this time of this broadcast. Touch those, Lord God, that are needing of healing. Touch those that are in need of financial healing. Touch those that are spiritually broken and need the hand of Jesus to pull them back up out of that muck and back into the light of you, O Father. We ask these things today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God said to Moses, "I am that which I am." Tell the people this. So that's derived from the Hebrew word Yahweh or Jehovah. This is expression. Expression indicates action. So Jehovah was inbuilt in the in in the title or the name is the promise of the of the presence of God being with his people on a daily basis, always there for you. God is everywhere. God is in everything. God is present everywhere and absent from nowhere. God is self-existent, self-sufficient, and therefore all-sufficient. In other words, God is omnipresent. He's always around you. And that's something that we need to remember, that God is always around us. No matter where you are, no matter where you go, God is with you. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant, Jesus Christ. You you, you, disown the holy and the righteous one and ask that a, a, a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. God raised Christ from the dead. In Acts chapter 3, verse 13 and 15, the scripture refers to Jesus as the very author of life itself. It also confirms that God is the God of generations. He is the God of Abraham all the way through the ages to us. We are Abraham's seed. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 29. Now I want you to notice the past, the present, the future tense. Uh, used in the following verses these prove that he always is there for us David was assured victory now because God had proven himself in the past he could uh, confidently come against the giant in the name of the Lord God the Lord who delivered me from the the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine Saul said unto David go and the Lord be with you, First Samuel seventeen thirty-seven. So Paul testified that God had delivered him in the past and still delivers today and will continue to deliver tomorrow because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. In Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9 through 11, Jesus Christ, it says, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's in Hebrews 13 and 8. Jesus is the same past, present, and future. He is never changing in an, in, in an ever-changing world. We can count on Christ to be there for us and to help us when we obey his commands. So Jesus was merely 33 years old, or was he? The pious religious onlookers assumed that Jesus had not reached 50 years old and sarcastically asked, have you seen Abraham? In John chapter eight, verse 57. And Jesus said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, was, I am. In John chapter eight, verse 58. Remember that Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. This is how the Living Bible puts it: "I am the A and the Z, the beginning and the ending of all things," says God, who is the Lord and all-powerful One, who is and was and is coming again. In Revelation chapter one, verse eight. So He is the beginning. God is the beginning and the ending, and is there in between. He's all-powerful One. He is omnipotent he is one hope you notice the past present and future tenses utilized in this verse he is he was and he is to come in deuteronomy thirty-two, thirty-nine, 39 there's none like him no god like him isaiah 46 and 9 in second samuel 7 22, no god beside him and in joshua 2 11 no god above him nor is there any beneath in isaiah forty three ten, 10 none before him and none after him and in first or excuse me in mark chapter 12 verse 32 it says none other than him the lord he is god and there is none else first kings chapter 8 verse 60. so no wonder The Nigerians sing, I have a very big God. Oh, he always by my side. He's God in my past protecting me. He's he's God in my present leading me. He's God in my future waiting on me, yet he's never moved. He created all things and he owes everything, yet he purchased you and me with the blood of Christ. The God that is always there. He's the God that is always is. He is always there when wherever I may be. God is before His people in Micah two verse thirteen, and in Psalms one thirty nine five we learn God is behind His people, and in Deuteronomy thirty three twelve God is above His people. God is above His people. God is beneath His people in Isaiah forty eleven. God is around His people in Psalms one twenty five two. And God is with his people in Matthew 1, 23. And God is in the midst of his people in Isaiah 12, 6. And God is in his people in 1 Corinthians three sixteen. So when Jesus was born, he was called Emmanuel, meaning God with us, in Matthew 1 and 23. I want you to see Isaiah 7:14 9, and 6. He also called himself I am in John chapter 4, 26, 6, 35, 8, 12, 10, 7, 10, 11, 11, 25, 14, 6, and 15, 1. He always called himself the I am. Oh, Lord, you have examined our hearts and you know everything about us. You know when we sit down or we stand up. You know every thought when far away. You chart the path ahead of us, and you tell us where to stop and rest. Every moment of every day, you know where we are. You know that what we are doing to say even before we say it, Lord. You both proceed and you follow us. You place your hand of blessing on our heads. Such knowledge is too wonderful for us, too great for us to know. I can never escape from your spirit. We can never get away from your presence. If we go up to heaven, you will be there. If we go down to the place of the the dead, you are there. If we ride the wings of the morning, if we dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide us. Your strength will support us. I I know, Lord, we we could ask the darkness to hide us and the light around us to become night, but even in darkness we cannot hide from you. That's Psalms one hundred thirty nine one through twelve. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them, Matthew eighteen twenty. And he said, Certainly I will be with thee. Teach these new disciples to obey all the command I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That was Matthew 28 and 20. So this is the God who always is with us. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, No matter what you've done, God is always with you. And in Deuteronomy 6 and 23, then he brought us out. Say that with me. Then he brought us out from there, that he might bring us in to give us the land which we swore to our fathers. So he brought us out to bring us in. We are God's church. We are the called out ones. The church started on the day of Pentecost and the Greek word, ecclesia, meaning called out. He took us from sin to salvation. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ in Romans 6 and 23. Here's the trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. For the very reason I have was shown mercy, so that in me the worst of sinners. Christ Jesus might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who would believe on him and receive eternal life. That's 1 Timothy chapter 1, 15 and 16. Read it. Live it. So as i read these scriptures today i want to have you look at the point that i'm trying to make so if we look at death to life it says therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness but rather offer yourselves to god as those who have been brought from death to life say that with me: brought from death to life brought from death to life through the lord jesus christ in romans 6 12, 13. so it's to say we're coming from 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 darkness into light amen He brought them out of the darkness into the shadow of death and broke apart the bonds that held them. Psalms 68, 6, Acts 12 and 7, 16 and 26. Oh, that men would praise and confess to the Lord for his goodness and loving kindness and his wonderful works to the children of men. Psalms 107, 14, 15. But ye are a chosen. Listen to what it says. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. A holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of Him who hath called you out of the darkness and into the marvelous light. First Peter chapter two verse nine. So God, God brought His people out of the land or house of bondage through His mighty hand and powerful acts. And you say to me, "I'm too wicked for God to deal with." If God brought an entire nation out of bondage through his mighty hand and the powerful acts in numbers 15 and 41 and and joshua 24 5 that tells me that god will deliver you amen god will come to where you are because he's always around you we already established that he's always with you waiting for you to call out for salvation So here it shows us that that God was able to bring out an entire nation out of bondage. And if he can bring an entire nation out of bondage, he can bring you millions and millions of people he brought out of bondage. So God can come into the darkest portion of your soul and deliver you to salvation in Jesus' name. It says, but because the Lord loved you and you think no one cares, but because the lord god loved you and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers hath the lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from his hand of pharaoh the king of egypt now therefore the lord thy god he is god the faithful god which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that excuse me love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations, to a thousand generations, Deuteronomy 7, 8, 9. God loves you and God will deliver you the moment that you ask him into your life. He takes you from fear to faith, from despair to praise, When you go forth to battle against your enemies and see horses and chariots and an army greater than your own, do not be afraid of them, for the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, is with you. And when you come near to the battle, the priest shall approach and speak to the men and shall say to them, Hear, O Israel, you draw near this day to battle against your enemies. Let not your minds and hearts faint. Fear not and do not tremble or be terrified and in dread because of them for the lord your god he is who goes with you to fight for your you against your enemies to save you that's in first samuel chapter 1 or first excuse first samuel chapter 17 verse 45 so god is not after your defeat but your victory you will reach your expected end if you walk with god He lifted you out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and in the mirror. He set our feet upon solid ground and and steadied me as I walked along." Let me tell you, you're not alone. Everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's none perfect, no, not even one. The Bible says there's none righteous, no, not even one. So you're not alone. You may feel that you're down in the mud and the mirror, But he set your feet on solid ground, and he steadied you, and he walked beside you. And he has given you a a, a new song to sing, a hymn of praise of our God. Many will see what he has done and be astounded. They will put their trust in the Lord. That's in Psalms 40, verse 2 and 3. Read it. Take that lip, stick it back in. But take it take that pouty face off get off your pity pot and call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ he will take you from mourning to dancing you may be in, in that state where you're just in a darkness in your morning life itself you've turned my morning into dancing for me you have put off my sackcloth and girded me remember they used sackcloth filled with ash and to the end that my tongue and my heart and everything glorious within me may sing praise to you and not be silent O oh Lord my God I will give a thanks forever <coughs> Psalms it says for his anger endureth but a moment in his favor is life weeping may endure for a night but joy cometh in the morning, Psalms 30 and five. He turns our mornings into joy, hallelujah. In Jeremiah 31, 13, he turns your morning into joy. You know, too long you've had that that that, that sadness surrounding you. Too long you have, have felt that you're useless. You've felt that you can't do anything for God. But I'm here to tell you this morning, he turns your morning into joy. Earth into heaven. The night before his crucifixion, Jesus promised he would come again to take us to heaven. A prepared place for a prepared people, John 14 and 13. Read it. This promise was was reiterated as he departed into heaven in Acts chapter 1, verse 11. We eagerly anticipate the rapture. A Latin word meaning to see, snatch, carry away, or be caught up in the air with Jesus. The Greek word interprets as caught up. There's a lot of them out there that said the rapture is not even in the Bible. It may not be in the Bible, that word, but let me tell you, being caught up with Jesus is in the Bible. Then we which are alive, listen to what the word of God says in First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 17. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the lord in the air and so and so say it with me and so shall we ever be with the lord ring, 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 forgive me i'm at work and so unfortunately the phone's here with me so forgive me for that um so in first thessalonians chapter 4 verse 17 it says then we which are alive and remain that's you and i we shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the lord we've been called out to be caught up we've been called out to be caught up my heart was distressed neath jehovah's dread frown and low in the pit where my sins dragged me down i cried to the lord for the deep miry clay who tenderly brought me out to a golden day he brought me out of, of the miry clay he set my feet on a rock to stay he put his song in my soul today a song of praise hallelujah you know that's it that's where we are but to get there you have to get up and you have to seek Christ you have to be able to say I need Jesus in my life. I need God. This is the God that gave Moses the stick. In Exodus 4, we talk about Moses said, they will not believe me unless I am able to work miracles. They will not believe that you sent me. And God asked Moses, what is in your hand? A simple shepherd's staff became a powerful rod of God parting the Red Sea. And you shall take this rod in your hand with which you shall work the signs that I proved that I sent you. Moses' stick was a symbol. It was a symbol of God's power, of Moses' calling, his authority to act under God. It convinced the children of Israel, that Pharaoh, that he had been sent by God. And the rod of God was probably a long staff, as depicted in Egyptian monuments used by men in positions of authority outward token to others that the spirit was resting upon moses elijah's mantle probably a sheepskin cloak was a symbol of god's power elijah's calling as a prophet being invested in the authority transferred the power to the successor elijah it was an outward token to others that the spirit was resting upon him it was assigned to others the company prophet the god that gave the church his name the name of jesus is a symbol it's a symbol of god's power then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power listen and he gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases in luke chapter 9 verse 1. so our position as believers today and i'm going to conclude with this our Our position as believers, how do we know God is with the believer? It says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. See what I mean? And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. They shall lay hands upon the sick. And they shall recover mark 16:17 through 18. <clears throat> seven times the scripture here says shall when we speak in his name we use his power and his authority it is as if jesus himself were were bodily at hand in acts chapter 3 verse 6. our authority say this way our authority to act is under god Our authority to act is under God. By what power or by what name have ye done this? Be it known unto all that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom he crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. Acts 4 and 7 and 10. So there's there's a transfer of power, if you will. Most assuredly, he says, I say unto you, he who believes in me, The works that i do are you listening the works that i do he will do also and greater works than these he will do because i go to my father and whatever you ask in my name that i will do that the father may be glorified in the son if you ask anything in my name i will do it john chapter 14 verse 12. now there's there's parameters there salvation serving jesus christ as lord and savior it was an outward token to others that the spirit is in you and i if you serve god we know that there are a teacher come from god for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except god be in him so the closing verse of the of the gospel of mark serves as a brief summary for the entire book of Acts it should be the same for you and i's lives and they went forth and they preached everywhere and the lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following them. amen marks that's in mark 16 and 20. see god verified the message by signs and wonders and various miracles and by giving gifts of the holy spirit whenever he chose to do so how was this possible did god provide us a stick Did he give us a sheepskin? No, he gave us the best of all. He gave us Jesus' name. In prayer, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I shall do also, greater works of these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Lord, I pray today that those that are listening No matter what it is, maybe it's a prayer ministry, maybe it's preaching, maybe it's helping the needy, maybe it's to help receive eternal life, maybe it's healing. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at jerusalem where are you churches in the year 2022 almost 2023 where are you pastors preachers ministers priests where are you that whosoever ye shall ask of the father in my name he may give it to unto you we have the groundwork for miracles in this century this is not for the old testament this comes to us out of John chapter 15, verse 16 that whosoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, ye may give it to you. But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. John 20 and 31. The greatest miracle that we can do in today's world is to bring salvation. the lost then peter said silver and gold have i none but such as i give i give unto thee in the name of jesus christ rise up and walk so he gave him the greatest of all treasures he gave the beggar jesus christ where do we stand Where do we stand as a church? Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we might be saved. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. This is not Old Testament stuff. I have too many people, colleagues, that say, well, that's Old Testament. They did miracles in the Old Testament days. No, we do miracles today because we serve a righteous God, we serve a God who believes in us as we should believe in him. And this did she many days, but Paul being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And he came out that same hour. Deliverance from demons, salvation. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. Ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for as yet he has was fallen upon none of them only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in everything and whatsoever you do indeed do also in the name of the Lord Jesus this is the power of our god the power the power to receive salvation the blood of jesus christ and the grace of almighty god i pray that if you do not know jesus christ as your savior and your lord you will take this moment and say this small prayer with me repeat after me if you truly believe what i just gave you and i and, and today's message was strictly scripture But if you believe that scripture and you want to come out of the darkness and into the glorious light of God, I'd like you to repeat this after me. The Bible says that one, to be saved, must believe that Jesus died on the cross, was resurrected, and ascended to be with God, and that his blood was shed for you. So let us pray this simple sinner's prayer father in the name of jesus we come before you come on say it with me lord i am a sinner i have certainly fallen short of the glory of god but i truly believe that jesus died for me say it with me i truly believe that jesus died for me and that he shed his blood was resurrected and now sits with you to intervene on my behalf. Lord, I accept Christ as my savior and I ask for your forgiveness as I repent of my sins. I ask that you come into my life and guide and direct me in the ways that I should go. I ask that you love, that I too might love you back, for this is a time of my life when I must make this decision, a decision for salvation. Save me, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen.